This is Bernie Goldbach with another edition of What a Fish Knows. If you've listened to me before, you'll know that I live along the banks of the River Shore in County Tipperary, Ireland. You also know that I am reading What a Fish Knows, The Inner Lives of Our Underwater Cousins, an excellent book by Jonathan Balcom. And you may know that I've used several audio episodes to rewind my own life, remembering my years in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, when I earned badges, merit badges, in fishing and in wildlife management. It's in those memories and in the current experiences of walking along the river shore that I've become very aware of how baby fishes are protected, how their eggs are protected by their little moms and dads. You know, before baby fishes are born, expectant parents take on the important role of protecting the eggs. If you've seen Finding Nemo, you know exactly what that looks like. One approach, as in Finding Nemo, is to guard the eggs, chase off intruders. Now, damselfishes are very protective parents. On an hour-long snorkel expedition at a small reef off of Key Largo, Florida, Jonathan Balcom saw a handful of aggressive interactions between fishes, and nearly every one of them involved a big chase, a gigantic chase seen by yellow-tailed damselfishes. Tierney Thice, who's a world expert on fishes, describes an encounter with the damselfish that she saw. I mean, she brought it on herself. She swam up to an egg clutch. The big five-inch fish grunted repeated warnings at her as she tried to come in closer for a look. And when the damselfish discovered that Dice wasn't going to swim away, they darted in, snatched up a large strand of her hair, yanked backward, and (laughs) the diver involuntarily yelped in pain and then started spluttering in her mask. And flooded her own face mask by laughing about the encounter. Now, not all fishes will jump at you or leap at you or swim aggressively at you. Some of them, they're really clever. They hide their eggs. And this is something we can see along the banks of the river shore. They build nests or shelters. They find cavities. They create elaborate structures out of plant materials or They blow rafts of bubbles with specialized saliva. And you'll see those bubbles in many streams and ponds around the world. White-tailed major damselfishes, they take a white glove effect. (laughs) The mated pair will clean an egg-laying site by sandblasting it. And you can see these on videos. The The parent fish pick up sand in their mouths spit out the sand with such force that it actually impacts against rock faces. And then the damselfish will go up, fan the area with their fins, and if any sand granules remain, they remove those grains by sucking at them and then clean off the resulting rock face structure with their mouths. It's quite interesting white glove approach. Or you could take a fins on approach. You could transport the eggs in your mouth, carry them in your pouch. And male seahorses do this really well. 
visit an aquarium, look at the male seahorses, uh, camouflage ghost pipe fishes native to the Indian Ocean where I stayed several days a month in my 20s, the female pelvic fins of ghost pipe fishes fused together, they become a pouch, a little cradle, and in true pipe fishes, that who are their relatives of seahorses, the male gets the pouch. The male humphead pipe fish of New Guinea carries his mate's eggs dangling like a bunch of grapes from a projection on his forehead. Imagine that. One bottom-dwelling catfish in Guyana actually wears its eggs. The parent rolls in the egg mass, the eggs adhere to the parent's skin, and then they are overgrown by a new layer of skin until the embryos are developed enough to emerge from these unconventional wombs. I just think that's amazing. If you go to South America, you could discover that there are chicklids. They're called um, banded acaras. They lay their eggs on loose leaves that they have carefully chosen. The male and female, when they're mating, often test the leaves. They pull them around, lift them up and down, and they try to select leaves that are easy to move around. After spawning, both parents guard the eggs on the leaves, and whenever their spawning area is disturbed, the parent acaras often sees one end of the egg-carrying leaf in her mouth and they drag it hastily to a deeper end of the pond, to a safer area, to the, egg, to the eggs hatch. The Probably the greatest admiration that Jonathan Balcom has for parenting and fishes and eggs, the greatest admiration he has is probably for the spraying charison. It's a really interesting egg-laying behavior that they have. So they don't lay their eggs on underwater leaves. They find overhanging leaves. I mean, think about it. If you're worried about a predator in an aquatic environment getting into your business, why not jump out of the water and hide your stuff outside? <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. These athletic fishes, the spraying charitin, they actually jump up out of the air onto a leaf, and then usually in unison, the two fishes turn upside down and they, they deposit sperm and a dozen eggs on the same leaf. And the leaf is outside of water. The fish are jumping up to do the sperm laying and the egg laying at the same time. <laughs> I just think it's remarkable. Several dozen translucent and they're really well camouflaged eggs end up adhering in a cluster on a target leaf outside of the water. Amazing. They're leaping four to six inches out of the water. And I, I, it's, a, it's an amazing behavior of what a parent is going to do to kind of have their eggs hatch outside the realm of normal predation. The incubation period is really short in the case of these fish because it's pretty good. It's, it's really good. It is a short period because the dad has to work in overdrive to keep the eggs moist. He does this by firing water onto the egg masses by skillfully flicking his tail. It's got to be exhausting. It's got to be exhausting. He flicks them one, one minute intervals over a course of two or three days. Then the eggs hatch and the newborns drop into the water and life goes on. You've got to wonder about these curious animal behaviors because you wonder, how does a 
fish learn to jump out of the water, find a leaf, and mate over a leaf? How do you do that? And then how do you learn how to spray the leaf with water? Well, surely the answer has to lie in gradual stages of evolution. In some ancient Cherchen environment, there's probably some visual predator who was thwarted when the Cherchens laid their eggs on underwater leaves, and then the predator got smarter, and the Cherchens had to get smarter. So very well, the leaves in water worked really well. The leaves out of water will work even better. But then the Cherchens would have had to develop leaping skills and sperming skills and egg-laying skills. Massive. How genetics has evolved over the ages to keep the population up and running. Spraying cherichens are not the only fishes that place their eggs out of water. There are various intertidal species. They, these species of fish will inhabit the zone between high and low tide, and they make a specialty of airborne leg brooding. So pricklebacks, gunnels, wolf eels, they all coil their elaborate bodies around their egg cluster, and as the tide recedes, small pool of water is kept inside of the coil they've made around the cluster, and they'll stay there for hours, exposed when the tide's out, to protect their future offspring from any kind of hazard. I think of all these things when I walk the shoreline, look at the waterline, look at seaweed that's there, Think about what might be buried in sand and the eggs that might be hidden among rocks. Because I like to know what a fish knows while walking the shores and observing my own aquatic environment. Hope you do too. Hope you're able to tune back in next week. You can subscribe to these little episodes of What a Fish Knows by going to Wave Radio forward slash RSS or just look up Wave Radio with your favorite podcatcher. I'm here on Saturdays, and again in the middle of the week, talking about education. You can catch Paul Manny talking about culture, Debbie Bridge, inquiry and curiosity, Ray Renati, and the Green Room, and Albie Lunaglitch with his important tech talk tips. I'm Bernie Goldbach. That was what a fish knows. And now you know what a fish knows too. Thanks for listening to Wave Radio. Bye for now.